Hello, my fellow humans. Welcome back to the Trans Agenda. Thank you all for your recent support of the podcast Instagram. Link in the description will always be plug-in. I really appreciate y'all listening to my takes and hyping me up on here. This episode is an interesting one, but not for the reasons you think. I am not, point blank period, debating the validity of neo-pronouns. They just are, so shut up about it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, many before me have done amazing videos about that, so I see no reason for me to go over it again. This episode is more so about the experience of using neo-pronouns, as well as my own. Disclaimer, there will be mentions of transphobia as well as ableism within this episode. If you don't want to hear those things, feel free to click off. Thank you. Now let's get into it. So, first things first. What exactly are neo-pronouns? They're exactly what they sound like. New pronouns. These are pronouns that people have been making from specifically the 20th century till now, but can also be traced back to the 1800s. Many different sets of neo-pronouns exist, and many continue to be made to this day. Now many ask, why do we need neo-pronouns? We already have they, them, theirs pronouns. And that question is the topic of today's episode. Why don't they, them pronouns work for everybody? Now, disclaimer, they, them pronouns work for many, many people. This is specifically asking why neo-pronouns are necessary for some. It's also important to say that sometimes they, them pronouns just don't work for a person, just like he, him, or she, her pronouns might not work for a person. I'm mainly talking about uncomfortability with these pronouns where this is not the reason, and there is an explicit other reason that we will talk about later on. With that out of the way, let's truly begin. So, first thing that I wanted to address is the Eurocentricness of this discourse. Neo-pronouns are used in many languages, and many act as a gender-neutral alternative in languages where they-them pronouns and other gender-neutral language don't exist. Usually this discourse is spoken about in the context of the English language, without this in mind, which neglects a huge reason why neo-pronouns exist. With all that in mind, we can look at what people are saying regarding Western areas specifically. So next thing we have to look at is the internet from around 2015 to 2018. The internet was a nasty place in this period for non-binary people specifically. We were the topics of memes, rant videos, shit posts, you name it. Non-binary people were bullied and harassed to the extreme on all corners of the internet, especially YouTube. Now these attitudes existed before this time and still exist today, but this period in particular is really interesting. This period of time specifically for trans masculine people gendered they them pronouns. Now this didn't happen for everyone. Many non-binary people feel comfortable with these pronouns. But in this period of time, many stereotypes were thrusted onto non-binary people and in connection with non-binary people, they them pronouns. Many videos about us paint us as confused teenage girls with colorful hair and femme attire who wore bold makeup and identified as trans to fuck with the internet. 
Now, none of these things are inherently bad, and they don't make you any less trans, but these stereotypes functioned as sort of gender roles for non-binary people, and in turn, they them pronouns. These newfound gender roles affected many transmasculine people, specifically because it was perpetuated by big names in the community, like Calvin Guerra, Blair White, and Storm Ryan, to name a few. These roles became embedded in trans internet culture in this period of time, specifically because cis people were perpetuating it as well. This is the period in which transness was thrusted into the mainstream and a lot of harassment came out of that. Because of these new roles, these pronouns have been poisoned for many people, now being a label of not really trans, or more importantly, just code for girl. None of this is true, of course, and trans people are valid no matter their interests, hair, body, or any of that. But these ideas still stick with many to this day and impact how we view they them pronouns, especially because pronouns are supposed to describe a person's identity. When an identity is ascribed to they them pronouns, like what I already described before, when it doesn't fit a lot of non-binary people, many lose connection to them because they're meant to reflect their identities. They're not meant to be prison. Now, there is a lot to be said about the bullying and harassment that went on, as well as goes on, on the internet towards non-binary people. But I want to move on to show why neo-pronouns fixes this problem for a lot of non-binary people. Neo-pronouns are plentiful, and more are added when more are needed. So sure, there are stereotypes surrounding the word neo-pronouns as a subject, but none could really be pinned to a specific pronoun. These pronouns, in a way, are safe pronouns without any roles or expectations associated with them. They can honor complex identities without pushing any archetypes. Plus, not gonna lie, they're cool as heck. Now let's move on to my experience. For me personally, my gender identity is pretty complex. I identify with many labels partially, but haven't really found one that suits me 100%. Same with pronouns. He, him pronouns didn't feel like they encompassed my entire identity like I wanted them to, so I moved on to using he, they pronouns. That worked for a little, but then these roles that I was talking about earlier that are placed on they, them pronouns didn't fit me. That's when I found neo pronouns. These guys are so cool, and I feel really connected to them. I feel like these pronouns validate me in my identity with no clauses or expectations of me. And many feel the same way from who I've talked to. Neo-pronouns have been made to fill the void that he, him, and she, her pronouns left in language. Since forever, honestly. They, them pronouns were supposed to be a mainstream way of filling this void. But because they were so prominently stigmatized, they still leave a void, even after being implemented. Neo-pronouns, though not mainstream at this point, Fill that void for many, including myself. And I say, that's pretty fucking rad. Now, I said I'm not going to talk about what pronouns are valid and which ones aren't. Can you stop barking? Sorry about that, my dog. I said I wasn't going to talk about- Oh my god! Seriously? Give me a heckin' second. Sorry, people. <laughs>
what I was trying to say before I was rudely interrupted is that even though I said I wasn't going to talk about the validity of certain pronouns, I wanted to talk a bit about noun self pronouns. So many people have been saying that neo pronouns are ableist because many neurodivergent, oh my gosh, sorry, that word is hard for me. Many neurodivergent folks can't comprehend them and apply them to the person in the same way they can with mainstream pronouns. This in and of itself is totally a valid experience, but definitely not a valid reason to stop people from using neo-pronouns. Many people who use neo-pronouns use more than one set, so the person in question could use an easier set. Plus, people with neo-pronouns would most likely be sympathetic in the situation, because it's out of the person's control. However, a neurodivergent person's experience is not an excuse for neurotypical people to be transphobic. Using the experiences of neurodivergent people to justify your transphobia is really quite ableist. Not only that, but a lot of neurodivergent... Oh my gosh, sorry guys. But a lot of neurodivergent... Jeez, I just can't speak today. I'm so sorry. A lot of neurodivergent folks use neo-pronouns, and the overwhelming majority of those who use noun-self-pronouns specifically are also neurodivergent. Oh my god. Neurodivergent. I swear I'll get it once. This has to do with the common experience of both gender incongruence, as well as a lack of connection to being human or the construct of what being a human is. When these two coexist, you get noun self- Seriously? This, this episode is a wreck. I'm so sorry. But- when these two meet, like I was trying to say, you get noun-self-pronouns. These pronouns help to reflect the many identities of both neurotypical and neurodivergent folks, and that is only good in my opinion. I do not see why these pronouns are so bad. The only criticisms that aren't just opinion-based, like this is just too weird, seem to be that noun-self-pronouns make, oh my god, make the trans community look bad. And y'all already know how I feel about dumb arguments like that. Generally, not a look. Neither is my dog barking in the background. Nothing is wrong. She just does this sometimes. I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. Now, because I myself am not neurotypical, I want to share some resources from... Wow! You're really going off today. Wow. Um... Because I'm neurotypical, I wanted to share some resources from neurodivergent folks and experts talking about all this because their voices matter more than mine when it comes to noun self-discourse, as well as generally neuropronouns, neopronoun discourse surrounding ableism. They will be linked in the description of this podcast episode, but you can also look into these yourself and I highly recommend it if you feel it necessary. In closing, neo-pronouns are rad. They have helped me and so many others express complexities in their identity and be more confident in who they are in general. And I don't see the harm in that. Keep fighting, everyone. All the love. Peace. Hello, my fellow humans. Did you like this podcast? please go and follow the podcast Instagram as well as this podcast wherever you're listening to it. 
It's linked in the podcast bio with other accounts to find me on. Hope you enjoyed this video. This has been the Transgenda. Keep fighting, you beautiful people. All the love.